0: Metal groaning beating, pie eating, trail blazing, eyebrow raising, talking is done, you're out of your class, no sleep till Brooklyn, the rock whoops
1: your ass!
2: Hello everybody, it is April 26th as this show is being recorded. Uh, this is an all new Downright Sports. Uh, today's show we're going to discuss the, M- the WNBA preview, how the Brooklyn Nets lost the NFL draft and more. So get ready, buckle up, <clears throat> and prepare yourself for another all new episode of this show, Downright Sports, because it is showtime.
3: um
0: no like that do you want no, to, uh, i like uh, i like the 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 pattern
2: do you want you to wanna talk outside
1: or i like talking in the kitchen or maybe we can just we can go outside of
0: my place just moment you don't love oh, no. No. like no nah, that's the not it like Ambrosia, Relax your shoulders. Don't worry about it, boo boo. I'ma keep it caution. Bring your girlfriend over. Love is a conversation. This ain't nothing but chat, and I'm into having relationships to sell. Chip and Dale, all around the subject. You wanna run the world? Isn't that redundant? Uh, like the feeling of when you can't stop, and not stop. Like the nutty Professor Grandma. <laughs> Tabs on all the right ones. When a nigga that you ex, actually want to fight something, let's make you jealous. You and me both, I don't believe it. She's telling me she's Tim Tebow. Jones, Lolo, let the mood do something to you and see the light. Hallelujah. Let's have relations.
3: To downright sports with notorious
0: sports critic Brent Reed.
2: The excitement has been killed because now. The Notorious One has arrived, and I will crack this open to get my energy. It's a Red Bull for those of you listening listen online. Welcome, everyone, to an all-new Downright Sports. I am your host, the Notorious Sports critic, Brent Reed, and we are coming at you with an all-new show. While I have the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Memphis Grizzlies in a fight on T- in the corner here. For those who have never heard the show before, Downright Sports is a fight. Sports show, sports podcast, sports internet radio, I don't know what to properly call it, it's a show, alright, and basically if you're a sports fan, buckle up, because I'm going to give you a lot of sports fandom talk, if you will, uh, if this is the first time you've ever heard the show, please Check it out at uh, Live365 slash DJ Chase Radio uh, every Thursday at 8 o'clock on DynastyRadioNY.com, your number one source for hip-hop, R&B, and soul, except on Thursdays when Downray Sports takes over. You can also, and then Saturday, we take over completely, starting at 8 a.m. Our Downray Sports is on 94.5, the hits out of Chicago, believe it or not, and at tr- uh, 3 o'clock, Trap Radar Radio at FleetRadioNetwork.com, but don't be alarmed, don't be alarmed, if you miss any of that, just download the show, go straight to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Radio Public, and you can download this very show, and listen to it anytime you want, get a feel of what everybody else should, you get what I'm saying, you feel what I'm saying to you, so, you're asking yourself if you're a fan of this show, if you're one of 2% of the people in the world that listen to this show, and I appreciate every single one of you, you know I can't start this show without talking about my dream come true. And for those out there that tell little kids Santa's not real and the Easter Bunny and all that stuff is not true, they're lying because I dreamt it. I I a coin in a well I picked up a penny heads up and I said if only you can grant me one wish and that wish would be to humble the pundits in the NBA and to humble one particular team that team being the Brooklyn Nets now for those of you out there which is like a catchphrase of this show which is strange as I'm rocking my very swagged out Um Miami Vice gear. I'm looking like Tubbs right now. No, Tubbs wore a suit. It was um I can't remember the Miami Vice main character's name. I know it's Don Johnson. I have a very Don Johnson look right now with my blue V neck and my uh cat my uh um Egyptian cotton sports coat. It's not really Egyptian cotton. I don't even know what the hell it's made out of. Any case, Brooklyn lost yesterday, swept! By the Boston Celtics, uh, uh, Jason Tatum, and those guys went to the local dollar store in Brooklyn, bought a bunch of brooms. Didn't bother getting a dustpan because you. This is not the type of trash you want to put neatly in the bag. No, they swept them into the street where they belong. And the only reason why I'm gloating because I know, I know, I know. So many fans out there believe in their hearts they have something to compare themselves to. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. The only thing you have in common with them is that you all bleed. Outside of that, you have nothing in common with either one of those two men. Kevin Durant, we're going to touch on, but the fact, the fact. And I, I, I've asked. This is how I did this segment. All right. So I asked a list of questions. Well, how did they lose? Well, they lost because the team does didn't play defense. The team has not been a team the entire season. The only consistent factor of the team is the head coach and the fact Kevin Durant somehow was showing up. He did get hurt. He was hurt. He was legitimately hurt. But this team let's let's, let's back this up. Okay? Let's take you back before the pandemic. Before the pandemic, free agency, Kevin Durant decides, he, Kyrie Irving decides he's going to sign with the Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Durant signs with the Brooklyn Nets too, but Kevin Durant is uh, recovering from an Achilles injury. Crazy enough, we both tore our Achilles the same year, two months apart. True story. Now, uh, yeah, two uh, month apart, actually, month apart. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving go to Brooklyn with the idea of creating a super team. What was uh, a super team was something that was created. Super teams have been around, but most of the time, super teams were kind of created through, like, the draft. Like, the Lakers had super teams. The Celtics had super teams. But they were, dra- you know, they were draft picks and a couple, like, uh, uh, former great players on their last leg. Like, when the Boston Celtics picked up Bill Walton. Bill Walton wasn't taking any team to the championship, but Bill Walton was a former league MVP. Bill Walton was a former champion. Bill Walton is a Hall of Famer. So, that, but... Somewhere in, in, in the late 2000s, about 2008, the Celtics put together. Now, there's been Super team. Let's back this up. The Miami Heat of 2005 is technically kind of Shaq joins D. Wade. They get uh, Pate, uh, Gary Payton, Antoine Walker. and uh, um, um, uh, Shoot, I can't think of his name. Alonzo Mourning, Jay Williams. But pay attention to these comparisons. I don't. I don't have a whole lot of time to go through the whole list. There have been teams, collective, uh, the Houston Rockets in the '90s, put uh, aging Charles Barkley, aging Hakeem Olajuwon, and disgruntled Scottie Pippen, all on one team. But unlike the LeBron James and the Kevin Durant teams, the differences are these were older players trying to get one more trip to the championship or win their first at all. And that was always excusable. Older players kind of got that that pass. When the Celtics did it in the late 2000s, Kevin Durant had carried Minnesota as far as he could. Paul Pierce had carried Boston as far as he could. Ray Allen did everything for Milwaukee and Seattle as much as he could before they put those teams together. But when LeBron decided, I'm taking my, tr- uh, my talents to South Beach, And decided to join forces with Dwayne Waite in his prime, arguably. Uh, Chris Bosh, clearly in his prime. And decided that you don't need to put a bench together. You don't need to draft. Just go get three of the greatest players in the world. And automatically championships will rain from the sky. Quickly they learned. Miami lost to... um, Miami would lose to Dallas... With a Dirk, uh, Dirk Nowinski team with a bunch of older players, they beat that Miami Heat team. They the uh, LeBron would then beat Oklahoma City and then beat the Spurs with a fluke three pointer from Ray Allen. But then the Spurs a year later with a with a young Kawhi Leonard still with the core three and uh, Duncan Parker, Manu Ginobili. Uh, And uh, the man himself Greg Popovich at the helm, they beat this super team. They beat him in five So if for any argument that oh that Miami team was so great, let's be clear Lost to Dallas Beat an Oklahoma City team that wasn't ready to be there Barely beat a Spurs team a team that came back a year later and smacked them. All right move on LeBron tries to recreate magic in Cleveland. He gets one championship out of like a bunch of trips. Ah, He went a lot of times, all right? But they got one because what he tried to do? He gets there, and he's got Kyrie, and he tells them, give me Kevin Love. I don't want a young Andrew Wiggins. Uh, Go get me Kevin Love and basically just Just took Kevin Love's spirit. I don't care what anybody says, but the Kevin Love we saw in Minnesota, we did not see in Cleveland. There are wanted posters everywhere in the world looking for him. Then they win one, but then they really just, I mean, they lose, all right? Then he goes to L.A., he tries to do it, and then he goes, look, go get me another great player. And they get just the one. They don't do the run. Kyrie Irving doesn't want to play with LeBron, which I thought was psychotic goes to Boston, and completely just tries to derail what they did, but that organization and that franchise is put together so well. First Danny Ainge, and now Brad, Brian, Brad, Brad Stevens running the helm, keeping that team together, keeping young guys like uh, Jason Tatum, uh, Jalen Brown, uh, Marcus Smart, These uh, Al Horford came back because he realized I should probably just play there. But that core group of guys. Kyrie says, I'm going to Brooklyn. Does nothing. His first year, Kevin. Then when Kevin Durant comes back, I can't remember the bubble and COVID and all this stuff. And then fast forward, and then the team decides that we can make a move and we could get James Harden. So now you have James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. The skies are the limit. Well, the limit, the 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 third floor of a building was the limit cuz they never made it to the sky. We never got to see a, a, a true Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving partnership. We didn't. We just never First of all, first of all, as I stutter and stammer, <laughs> we never got to see this team, this collect this this team of three great players. Watch my wordplay here. Three great players. We just never got to see them play together for an entire season. Um, Kyrie Irving believed that he didn't have to play at home because he didn't want to get the shot. All right? That's his preference. I'm not arguing that point tonight. But the fact he didn't get the shot and the fact he missed so many home games, he hurt his team in its chemistry. The team never was able to develop chemistry due to this. James Harden wanted out. To the point where he was out of shape, to the point he refused to play. Now, he gets traded to, uh, to Philadelphia, the greatest trade robbery ever, where somehow the 76ers convinced Brooklyn. First of all, if I owned the Brooklyn Nets, if I owned the Brooklyn Nets, the general manager would be fired today. The next person, whoever the president of player operations is, would be fired Immediately after, if the owner did not inside, like if the owner was like, Hey, you guys got, if I want, if he's like one of them owners that's just like chilling, collecting money, drinking, you know, martinis, going on yachts, you know, just living life, living life the way it should be, the way I would. And then he just woke up today, and just got back, came off his yacht, landed in, um, um, Teterboro. <sighs> the, the door opens. <sighs> He's walking down, beautiful tan, you know what I'm saying? Live, you know, beautiful. My, I don't know if the man's married. This, I'm, 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 I'm dreaming here, okay? And he's got a model in this arm and a model in that arm. He's just coming down to his luggage, his Gucci bag is coming down, and his assistant comes up and is like, sir, welcome back. And he's like, how's my investments? Everything's good. How are the Brooklyn Nets? Well, they got eliminated. They got eliminated in the first round? Yeah. Well, how did Ben Simmons play? Oh, he never played. Wait a minute. What? You mean he never played? When the general manager called me, plug in general manager's name, he told me he traded for Ben Simmons. I figured this would be a game changer. Oh, he never played. Like at all? No. Like at all? No, he said he's going to play in game four, but then he said his back hurt. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We traded a former MVP for basically furniture? Yeah. You're fired, because I need to fire somebody first, and then fire everyone. Like, literally everyone must go. Like, if I'm the owner of the team, I'm walking into the Barclays Center today, kicking doors, metaphorically and physically, I'm throwing stuff. I own the building. I would set a locker on fire to prove my point. And then the next GM I hire, I'm looking them in the face, and I've said, bye-bye the nba draft if you don't have these bums off of my team i don't want to see you anymore kevin durant is not a bum kyrie irvin fantastic one-on-one player but you're not winning with that collective group of guys it's not happening there's no formula that's going to happen where kyrie irvin and kevin durant are going to win the championship i don't know them i'm only speculating i'm talking as a fan so don't come attack me but let me be very f- clear These two wanted to play with each other because they share the same kind of moody mentality. This I call it the emo basketball player, where like just joy is just not there. When you watch them, like they just look joyless. Like Kevin Durant looks like he's just going through the motions. Like he's literally playing because he just it's the only thing he can do. Which I'm sure that's not true. He's a smart guy. He creates TV. Like he literally just doesn't have to play anymore. And Kyrie Irving, I don't know, he's playing on the protest, it seems like. Like there's no joy like you watch like I'm watching Minnesota and I'm watching Memphis. These players are out here going ham. Giving Everything. If you watch that Boston team, that Boston team looked like a group of basketball players wanting to play. While the uh, Blake Griffin might have been the only player with a pulse on that Brooklyn team yesterday. I mean, uh, the last two games. While the rest of the guys, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, are paid. Like, and then when you have people changing the narrative. When I was growing up, winning mattered. Winning mattered. Losing meant you lost. Hey, Cat Williams is at the game. Losing meant you lost. There was no such thing as a great loss. There was no such thing. Nobody who lost in the Super Bowl or the NBA Finals stood there and said, well, you know, we lost. That's not too bad. No, you were pissed off. Charles Barkley lost in six games to Michael Jordan. You think he was happy because he was just there? He might have appreciated the moment, but Charles never got back to the Finals. Ever. The fact that we sit back and we put Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and players in the same conversation of the greats—the Michael's, the Magics, the Russells, the Birds, the Shaq, Kobe, Duncan—we don't even talk about Duncan. Um, just uh, 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 forget it. I'm not going to keep naming all the great champions. But even throwing the Reggie Millers, the Patrick Ewens, Charles Oakleys, um, uh, um. <laughs> Alonzo Morant, throw out, throw in uh, Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, Carmelo, John Stockton. These guys wanted to win. They wanted to win. If you asked them, what did they miss in their career? They would all tell you a championship. Wow. Harry Irvin has a championship because he happened to be on the same team as LeBron. Don't give me the crap he hit the game with a shot. So did Steve Kerr. Is Steve Kerr on the same level as Michael Jordan? He's not. I'll answer that for you. And don't give me the crap about Kevin Durant and his championships with Golden State. He left He left a good team and already joined a champion. Like, let me, let me give you the analogy here, okay? For those of you that may not never thought of this. You're playing a pickup basketball game. And there's five guys on the court. And that same five has won 10 straight games. Never lost. Ever. All right? They just have not lost. One of the guys turns his ankle. All right? They pick you up. Guess what? They still don't lose. Oh. Because they haven't lost. You wasn't the common denominator. You just helped them keep winning. All right? But to even throw it out there a little bit more, let's not forget... Was, it, was Kevin Durant on the 73-win team? I'm cur- I, I can't remember. Golden State. 73 wins roster. Was he on that team? If he's on that team, the next thing I say is going to be awesome sauce. I don't think he's on that team, which makes things a little bit easier. So he's not on the 73 team. All right, good, 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 good. But just think about the idea of the new NBA player, all right? Just think about their place. Rethink what the what the criteria of greatness is. And I'm here to tell you, it's not just being great. You know, there are a lot of great basketball players that have played in the history of this game. Bernard King, Pistol Pete, there are so many they don't. They, nobody puts Bernard King in the same conversation as Michael Jordan. Nobody puts Bernard King or Pistol Pete in the same conversations of Magic Johnson. Patrick Ewing's great. You get Patrick or Shaq. You take a Shaq. Why? What's the common denominator? Shaq's got four. It's all it takes. Elevating yourself and your team to that next step in winning is what defines. Group. The legends. The legends playing hurt. Playing like Isaiah with the bad ankle and the bad back. Like, that's what makes you that moment. Not, uh, you know, we lost, but, you know, like, yeah, it's all good. No, it's not. And the fact that LeBron's on Twitter living his best life on vacation, it's disgusting. Like, I should not hear, like, I'm not saying the man should live his life. But you're telling everybody it's okay to just lose. All right? Well, if that's the case, uh, uh, Adam Silver, uh, eliminate the NBA Finals today and just let them play a bunch of pickup games. And, yeah, there's no point in us watching because basically what those guys say when it's like it doesn't matter, then we don't need to watch the NBA Finals. Here's the thing. If it doesn't matter then nobody's going to watch the games and then nobody's going to watch the playoffs and then nobody's going to watch the finals, Thus, that means no ratings. Thus, that means no money. Then we see how much you start to care when there's no money. Just saying. I went a little long in that segment. I really did. That's okay. That's okay. Welcome to another Downright Sports. I'm your host, Brent Reed, the Notorious Sports Critic, here live on Facebook Live. Thank you for watching. Uh, We also will be on YouTube later this week. Uh, Download the podcast, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor's, (laughs) this is Stitcher. I did that one quick. Uh, We're gonna take a quick break. When we, when I come back, Facebook, look for the alert. I'll be right back. Uh, We come back. We're going to preview the WNBA upcoming season. Yeah. We're going to throw that out there. Uh, Believe it or not, highest watched YouTube show of mine. Uh, But we're gonna throw some music on, and when we return, more downright sports. What
4: else we got? Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Want some bubbly? Look at this stuff, huh? He is
0: I might cop a chest and a dresser uh, A little machine to make espresso uh, I heard your bitch still wears Echo Pie man. trucks behind the box at the Checo Live from the Expo it's me. I wear the wolf and the winner Steer the coupe from the center Who gives a fuck, I'm a sinner I had dreams of fucking Carrie Hilson in my dunk is woke up naked at the Hilton With a bitch that look like Seal's cousin Bite the eel by the dozen you Gotta take it for the team Bite the eel by the dozen Uh pump the bass in the trunk shit Rattle like a baby hand Except this toy costs 80 grand yeah. And I'm crazy tan from all the places that I've been Man. Just for writing words with a pen I land plane, no it, Maine. Put a jacuzzi on the 7 train, LA. John Coltrane play with that cocaine face I know your crabs from that Old Bay taste The brass band was seven pieces My bitch's name is Peaches We got twin Mac 11s with the features Shit, you barely got sneaker money So much dick in they mouth, Why these Motherfuckers speaking funny You need to speak clearer there, cause I can't hear ya uh. You need to speak clearer there, cause I can't hear ya The Magic Johnson of the game, these lanes don't wanna play with me Smile on your face, but I really know you hating me I know you're mad cause I'm sick and it's plain to see It's me Ride the Harley into the sunset Ride the Harley into the sunset Ride the Harley into the sunset Ride the Harley into the sunset
2: We are back, everybody. A little easy ride of a man, Action Bronson out of Queens. I first time I heard Action Bronson, I thought he was Ghostface. I've said this before on the show, and I just was a fan from day one. That is a dunk by number 15 on the Memphis Grizzlies. As the Grizzlies trail by 9.7970 third quarter, minute 25 left on the clock. Uh, series tied two apiece. Carl uh, Anthony Towns trying to make a good pass. Looking for the next wing player, number three of Minnesota. I don't have a a stat sheet in front of me, so I don't know everybody's name. But uh, as we see on the replay here, beautiful. uh, 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 Fixed. Not a quick screen. They went for a double team and leaving number 15 open for a wide open slam jam. Thank you, ma'am. As uh, he helped them out uh, currently right now. Minnesota trying to inbound the ball uh, with six seconds left on the shot clock. Double team on Carl Anthony Towns. Number three gets it wide open. Ball fake. 12 looking to make the shot. Minnesota. 2-1. Oh, air ball and a foul. A foul is called on the shot uh, for number 12 on the Minnesota. He's going to the line for two. Uh, Was it a shot on the court, though? Yes. Caught him right on the forearm. Number one for Memphis. Uh, Memphis trying to get a. When at home, Minnesota trying to take the lead, go back home, and end this. Now, back to the show.
0: <laughs> uh, the
2: WNBA kicks off uh, May 6th for another season. I want to say it's its 23rd season for the WNBA. Uh, no, it's like, uh, how many seasons? Uh, I want to say because 2016 would have been 20. How many? I uh, should probably look this up. I can't remember. I did know this. Uh, WNBA. How many seasons for the WNBA? As we Google, this is the... I asked how many seasons. I think it gave me how many players. <laughs> um, it doesn't matter. Anyway, The no, 2017. Uh, 2000, uh, 1997 is when it uh, kicked off. So, 2017... What it, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 22, 23, 23. I was off. So 24, 24 seasons, uh, 25th season. Last year was the 24th season. So 25th season for the WNBA, which is fantastic for this league, in all honesty. Uh, there, there wasn't a season in 20, uh Yes, it was. What the heck was I reading? I don't know. Oh, the new commissioners cup thing that they got. So the WNBA is back. I literally just talked to myself for those who listened for like the last two minutes. But uh, last season, as we recap what happened last season, the Chicago Sky won the championship. A very emotional championship as Candace Parker returned to her uh, her home city, her hometown. Uh, she went back, she signed, uh, Camp Spark was drafted by the Sparks, played there most of her career before going to the Sky and um, helping them win a, their first-ever championship, which is amazing for that team. Uh, fantastic that they were able to get that done. Uh, the MVP last season, and you got to believe she's going to win to you know, redeem herself in um, Quinn Jones for the Connecticut Sun. Uh, She's uh, one of the fantastic players that the league has offered last season. I have her numbers. Last season averaging 19 points a game, helping uh, the Sun have a pretty solid season. Uh, they were actually the number one team throughout the entire year, so you got to imagine. But they did suffer um, – I think somebody left. I got the notes here. I don't know why I'm like, I think somebody left. But then, <laughs> um, a lot of players made a lot of moves uh, this offseason. Um, Sylvia Flores was the defensive player of the year. Rookie of the year was um, Michaela Orne-Iwer. I'm Sorry if I butchered her name, but she won rookie of the year for the New York Liberty. So we hope to see uh, her and Sabrina Ioku uh put something together and maybe finally the Liberty have been with the WNBA long. like one of the they've been if you look at the list of original original teams I think they're the only original team never to win a championship but have been to the championship um, it's kind of impressive if you ask me but if you go back to the annals of the, the league uh, the first championship of course doesn't show me but hold on um. Yeah, it's insane that we've never seen the Liberty win a championship. They no longer play in Madison Square Garden. Now they play in the Barclays Center as they kind of do time back and forth between there and Westchester. But um the original WNBA, when it fir- the first got started, the first championship game was Houston Comets, who are no longer around, versus the New York Liberty. And then... Um, fast forward to 1999, a rematch. Liberty still hadn't won. 2000, another rematch. Liberty still didn't win. I think it was just something to build it. 2002, Liberty versus the Sparks. Liberty lost again. And then the Liberty have not been back. I'm pretty sure. I'm confident to say they haven't been back. But others have, like, the Sparks have been there multiple times, the Lynx won four in a row, the Storm, I think, have four, Mystics are an original team, the Mystics have one, um, the, the Comets are not even around anymore, Vegas, you know what I mean, the Sox, Chicago's not even an original team, and they have one, the Liberty don't, you know, it's kind of, they've had great players, they just can't get over the hump, and it's, it's, Profit of the course, if you're a New York fan of basketball, it's just how it goes. So, this offseason, a couple players made some moves. Um, we've seen a lot of uh, the biggest moves that happened. Tina Charles signed with Phoenix, adding to that uh, the greatness that comes with that team. Now, there's a lot of, spec, not speculation, but there's so much with Phoenix right now because one of their greatest, one of their best players, if not the best player, Brittany Griner, who had a breakout season last year, 20 points a game, just behind Tina Charles, who led the league in scoring at 23 points a game. And I'm sure when Tina signed with uh, the Suns, it was under the impression that she would have Brittany to help her. And we all know that uh, so many WNBA players have to play overseas to just basically make a living because unfortunately, and it's yes, the pay has increased, but it's still a crime that they don't receive the amount of money that they should for playing a professional league here in America, but Brittany Griner was playing in Russia and was on her way back home just before, you know, the Ukraine and Russia war and was detained. They detained her. They tried to say she was smuggling drugs or something, and... She's been detained ever since, and we're just, you know, I think the deadline everybody's waiting for is supposed to be May. Uh, Her family's asked everybody to just, you know, not make a big fuss at it because they kind of want to protect her because they don't want to draw too much attention because we don't know what's going on over there. So hopefully, you know, basketball is the least of her concern right now. We just want her to come home, you know what I'm saying, be safe, be healthy. And then whenever she's ready, return back to the game. I know she loves to play and hopefully can help the Suns. But the Suns still have um Skylar Diggins Smith on that team. They still have uh, Diana Tarazzi. And it you have to when you take a great player like Tina Charles who was playing in Washington and you take her put her on a Suns team that has the just, just the raw talent. You will see potentially a defending champion. Now, with that said, you still got to look at this uh, uh, Seattle Storm as a, a potential uh, a champion because you got that team returning once again, uh, looking to make noise. That's a, that's a great veteran team there, um, led by uh, a fantastic veteran that's going down in history. Trust me when I tell you this, Sue Bird, not one of the greatest WNBA players of all time, just greatest basketball player of all time. She's going to be in her 18th season with this team. Uh, You know she went to UConn. So, you know, ready to ball. But you add her to, you know, they're going to want to return. uh, uh, Brianna Stewart looking to to get back, put herself back as the best player in the league. So, it's going to be interesting to see how the Storm work this out. The the, the big, one of the big moves that kind of shocked me because I felt like Liz Claiborne, formerly of the Las Vegas Aces, was built for the Aces. I thought like she had that Vegas-like feel. And she left Vegas and was like, Psh, deuces. I'm heading to uh, the Sparks. And, I, I you know, that's going to be a big loss for Vegas. Vegas is a good team. They've been in the finals a few times. They're always in the top contenders last year, 24-8. and eight. Another season of the year before that, they were in the finals with the the, the Mystics. Lost to the Mystics. So, um, you got to say, the, you know, that, that team is still going to be in good Position to win, but you take a, a, a fantastic Australian monster in the post basketball player in Liz Claiborne, um, and you're going to see what she can do with uh, a Sparks team which last year just missed the playoffs. Um, the, uh, basically, the Liberty. The Mystics and the Sparks all had the same record. 12 and 20 for all of them. The Liberty ended up getting in. Um, I think it was based on... Uh, they like some random tie. The Liberty had more road wins than the others. They were 5 and 11 while the other two were 4 and 12. So close. But now you put her on the team. The team was just there. And what she's bringing to the team is 14 points a game. More importantly, 8 rebounds a game. Uh... Uh, two blocks again. So she's going to be a critical, critical key component to maybe getting this Sparks team and Derek Fisher in another season there over the hump and back into the playoffs and, you know, maybe helping them raise another banner. Because LeBron ain't. So <laughs> we'll see how that works out. I don't know if, you know, the WNBA, st- is, is, it's tough to... Because every year... Players get better every year. Players, you know, teams get better. Uh, one way teams get better in the WNBA is like in the NFL is in the draft. You know, they, you know, based on who you draft is where you can finish. And the uh, Atlanta uh, Dream lucked up, got the first round pick. Last year, 8-24, and not too good. But they landed uh, uh, Rhythm Howard, first pick, and you know, coming out of Kentucky, I saw some of her highlights. I didn't see any of her games, but she's going to be a force to be reckoned with. And if they won eight games last year without her, she's got to be an easy eight games. Uh, give, she's got to be a, a enough to give them eight games to win. And that gives them 16 wins, which will put them in the playoffs. So I can see the dream going from worst to first easily. This season and finding themselves in the playoffs, finding themselves um, making some noise. Now, I really am curious to see how a second season with the rookie of the year in Michaela Orniware and Sabrina, I'm not butchering her, Sabrina Aoki, uh, <laughs> I know I killed her name, but I really want to see how the two of them in a second season in New York with the lights being the brightest. How they ball out, how they play, how they um, put themselves in the best situation to go from 12 wins to maybe 20 wins and putting themselves in a I would like to see the Liberty win a championship in my lifetime. Also like to see the Knicks win a championship in my lifetime. Don't think either are gonna happen. <laughs> the way it goes right now, but back to Howard, uh, coming out of Kentucky, she averaged 20 this past season 20 points a game. Uh, she shot 80% from the field, seven rebounds, uh, from the three point line. She was 38%. You got to think she's going to have better coaching in the WNBA. So that 38% goes up to 40%. She brings in something, you know, point scoring, uh, scoring, uh, travels. So whether you go from college to the pros, I'm telling you the team you need to keep your eye on this year needs to be the Atlanta dream. Mark me words. Anyway, when we come back, we're going to wrap things up. We're going to talk. Am I doing the news? I think I got to do the news. Let's go straight to the news, shall we? All right. We're going to go straight to the news. But if you're listening on um, the podcast, there's no news. If you're listening on Trap Radar Radio or um, uh, Fab 94.5, there's no news. It's just on Dynasty and DJ Chase Radio just because how it airs. All right. Hold on. We're going straight to the news.
3: It's news to me. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Feels good, don't it? Uh. Uh. D- 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 DJ, listen, Chris. Yeah, this was your city. I broke every law except for one, babe. Attraction, are you ready? I know you feel it, pull you nearer till you feel it again. Oh, I wanna do something right, but we could do something better. There ain't no time like tonight, and we ain't trying to save it for later. I have to stay out here living the life, yeah. Nobody cares who we are tomorrow, Mona. Got that little summer life. A little something I've been wanting to next the night, come on, surrender I won't lead your love astray Astray To downright sports with notorious sports critic
2: Brent Reed. All right, so let's wrap things up here in uh, the NFL draft this Thursday, prime time. On so many, the NFL is so big and just prints money. The draft will be on ESPN, ESPN2, the NFL network, and ABC. Like, that's insane. I'm sure if Peacock. US, I'm sure of every network you're like, can we get these rights? It would happen, but you can't afford it anyway. A uh, lot of key players in the draft. I'm not breaking in the draft, I think I got like a whole sheet of what and who currently. Right now, the draft order, I'm out of order, but currently, right now, the draft, let me get this back. All right. So the draft orders as such, Jacksonville sitting at number one, the Lions number two, no shocker there, the Houston Texans at three, which I can't believe when Cleveland made the trade, like, that wasn't in the trade, like, it's so weird. Uh, the Jets are at number four, the Giants at number five, that just shows both New York teams back to back, they just suck, Carolina at six. The Giants back again at number 7. Atlanta at 8. Seattle at 9. Jets at 10. Pittsburgh. Oh nope. I'm missing. I had to jump all the way to 20.
4: Where's 11?
2: Alright, we don't need 11, though it. <laughs> Washington Commanders at 11, Minnesota 12, Houston back again at 13, uh Baltimore at 14, Philly at 15, New Orleans at 16, the Chargers at 17, Philly at 18, uh, uh New Orleans at 19, Pittsburgh at 20, uh New England 21, Green Bay 22, Dallas 24, Buffalo 25 uh, Tennessee 26, Tampa 27, uh, Green Bay 28, Kansas City 29, Kansas City 30, Cincinnati 31, and the Lions finish things out at 32. Uh, if you want to know the rest of the draft, go somewhere else and look it up. But in any case, when I was looking this over, this is not the sexy drafts that we've seen in the past where there's a lot of quarterbacks and etc. going in the draft. So some of the decisions that look like it may happen due to the mock draft one of them is like Jacksonville taking uh, Teron Walker from uh, Georgia in the first round with the first overall pick. The Lions taking the kid out of Michigan with the second pick. Houston taking an offensive lineman for uh, to protect what? Uh, the Jets taking a defensive and like there's a lot of that. And then and then it's not until you get to Atlanta where they're going to take a quarterback off the board. The projections are Atlanta. May go after that. Can Malik Willis from Liberty, which is huge. I do the show at a Lynchburg, Virginia, where Liberty resides. And it's crazy to think, like, they could have the first quarterback to come out. Quite frankly, I think he needs to – if I'm Detroit or if I'm Houston, why am I not taking him? Like, why am I – like, the picks that they're trying to take don't make sense. Even for a team like Jacksonville, the fact Jacksonville's not going after, like, a Garrett um, Wilson or Duke London, like, those guys, to me, those wide receivers is who teams that are just, like, playmakers away, the Giants with, you know, their situation, Jacksonville, you gotta give Trevor Lawrence somebody to throw the damn ball to, like, go after them. The fact these guys are not coming off the board until, like, late is a little, like, what's going on, but... That's the NFL Draft for you. Uh, pay attention. I'm not doing the NFL Draft show because I don't really care that much about the NFL Draft. Because nine times out of ten, if the guy gets drafted like in the fifth, fourth, sixth, eighth round, there's no eighth round. But you get what I'm saying. It's the guys that get drafted in the later rounds, it turn out to be, oh, yeah, like, yeah, that guy got... Tom Brady. How about them apples? Uh, so baseball, uh, Miguel Cabrera... Uh, became the fourth player ever to hit five hundred uh, career home runs and get three thousand hits. The guy has been great from the day he he played in Miami. Well, he played for the Florida Marlins, now the Miami Marlins, and he bursted on the scene, beating my Yankees in two thousand and eight. I never forget it. I mean, two thousand and three. Excuse me. Uh, the last time we would see the Joe Torrey kind of pitchers, uh, he like this guy beat. Roger Clemens, Andy Pettit, David Wells. Like, boom, boom, boom. I know there's another pitcher in there. I am forgetting uh, Mike Messina. He beat Messina, Wells, Clemens, and Pettit. Throw Rivera in there. He beats Gita. He beats, um, was Bernie on our team? He beats Bernie. He beats 2003, so he beats, um, what's his name? Jason Giambi. Like, the guy has been great. Goes to Detroit. Somehow Miami trades him and Dontro Willis. He goes to Detroit and tears it up. He's the last. He's the only Triple Crown winner in the, almost the last 50 years, like 45 years. This, like, Triple Crown just like grow on trees. This guy's the last to do it. He's the first since 1940. He was, at the time, he was the first in 40 years, and now he's the last. Nobody's even come close. And congratulations to him. It should, be, it should have been a bigger moment than what we saw, but it just goes to show you how far baseball has fallen. Records being broken in baseball used to be, they used to lead the news. They used to be front page news because everybody knew the, the people who, who did these uh, tremendous feats. That's why I wrote, baseball needs a reboot. I was watching this morning uh, MLB, I can't think of what the name of the show is, uh, Central, MLB Central. Love the show. I love the people in the show. Uh, but the show comes on like at 10 in the morning, right? They're doing hitting drills, and they're talking about this is what the kids need to watch. There are no kids watching baseball show at 8, I mean at 10 o'clock in the morning. It's not happening. Baseball is tone deaf, whether it's in their programming or whatever. They're just tone deaf. They don't pay attention to what people care about. Baseball shows need to have more debating to get people juiced up. First take, whatever the NFL shows, everything is like a debate. This one's great. It's dumb, but it gets people going. It's what people need to see. And baseball needs a hard reboot to get people more involved and engaged in the sport again. So people like Miguel Cabrera can be more appreciated. Anyway, that's the show. That's Downright Sports today. Thank you all for listening. Uh, If you watched on Facebook Live, I appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube or if you watched on YouTube, I don't even know if I'm going to put that on there. I should. Let's go back. We're going to reshoot that because actually that will help me. Let's reshoot that. (sighs) Thank you all for watching. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, You can check Downright Sports out at uh, DynastyRadioNY.com every Thursday at 8 o'clock. You can check it out. Every Wednesday, brand new episodes at DJ Chase Radio at live365.com slash DJ Chase Radio. Saturdays, you can check it out at 94.5, uh, uh, 90, 94.5, the hits, I apologize. Or you can go to the website, 94.5, the hits with the Z. Um, you can also go to Trap Radar Radio at FleetRadioNetwork.com. network.com. and then you can always download the podcast anywhere: Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor. Uh, shows all new episodes premiere every Wednesday. Hit us up: Facebook group, Instagram, TikTok, all Downright Sports. All right, I uh, appreciate you guys. We'll be back next week, and then we're counting down to Downright Sports heading to Greensboro. For a cool episode, so yeah, first time I actually got the show done one time. So enjoy, be safe, uh, and uh, yeah, as always, deuces.
0: check You not How do you pay, man? If you don't write checks, how do you pay these guys? great cash, homie. The notorious sports critic. Damn right, sports.
2: Yeah,
4: it's been a long time since I came around. Been a long time, but I'm back in town.